Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Strikes Our Fancy. I think this is like episode 10 or 11 of season two, which is astonishing to me. It's 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 a long time. Yeah. This is the longest project I've ever worked on. Yeah. Which goes to show how lazy and uh, <laughs> whatever I am. Either that or it shows how little work we do on it. <laughs> it's this, just so easy. This, the, this has continued going by sheer force of will. I make you guys show up every <laughs> time. It's Craig's an iron fist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Being crunched in that iron fist with us tonight is Robert. Hello. Once uh, again, I am back this time literally at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Texted you, what, at like noon today? Pretty much. <laughs> we had to pick you up in a cornfield, right? They, yeah. yeah. You flew me out of the top of a turbine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Making your third appearance, I think. I think you're our most reoccurring guest so far. Third time's a charm. And this is also <laughs> the longest I've ever been on something. Third time. <laughs> Another sort of like out of season spooky episode because it seems like we always talk about this oh. shit. Oh, Caleb, you are making harsh like preconceptions on this topic. <laughs> who says who says they're spooky? Aliens. They're not, they're, 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 they don't Wait, mean no they, harm. They say they're spooky. Aliens are spooky. See why? Yeah, coming out with with harsh opinions right out of the gate. That is my harsh opinion right out of the gate. <laughs> Aliens are spooky because if they're here, they're they're here to kill us. What? That is my that is my Whoa. general opinion. That is my general opinion. As wow. you can well tell, folks, Jeez. we're t- we're talking the big UFO tonight, Mister Xenophobe over here. I'm not saying, <laughs> if anything, the killers are are the xenophobes. <laughs> but yeah, there's been tons of, uh, or I don't want to say tons, but there has been some UFOs in the zeitgeist lately due to certain. By strictest je- definition, there have been UFOs in mm-hmm. the media lately. Exactly, <laughs> and shot down apparently. Yeah. So I figured, you know what? Why not get the guys together and talk about that? And we uh, roped in Robert Squared to to talk about that with us tonight. So I am optimistic, Craig. Tonight, <laughs> I'm just Rob this time. Fire in the sky, Caleb, and teleport at the last second, Robert. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, what is it when they? Uh, damn it! I'm giving this to you, Rob. What is it when they do that shit to you in Star Trek and they zoom you in? Um, <laughs> anal probing. <laughs> <laughs> When they zoom you in. Teleport. Uh, oh. It's called a web conference, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anal probing. Yay or nay? Yay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you asking? Like, we, we ask I everyone mean, else to leave? They could at least take you on a date first. Yeah. <laughs> so Rob likes to be fed before probed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to wait a little bit so you're cleaned out. But. Okay. Okay. And we can ask the wife about this. Yes. Yes. Robert, what's your stance on anal probing? I didn't have much of one. And then I played the South Park game where you get abducted by aliens in a UFO. Oh, yeah. That changed your opinion? Yeah. Um, because, man, they didn't they didn't hold back on poor Randy there. And I kept messing up the buttons and I just he just got wrecked. Poor Randy. I thought Cartman had a big satellite up his ass. Your character does have a satellite oh, okay. up his ass, yes. Yeah, I've never played the game. I played it for about ten minutes and I was like this was worth my ten dollars worth. Nice. <laughs> what is that? Stick of truth? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, so hold on. So I, I I was willing to jump on this tangent as well, but I feel like we need to clarify because there's a difference between UFOs and abductions. Like, and we're we're we're, like we're making a leap to abductions, which I'm all for. <laughs> I mean, it just goes part and parcel. Oh, okay. Exactly. Well, first and foremost, I, I, are, are any of you up to date on what has been shot down over 
the continental U.S. slash North America the last uh, like two weeks? I believe it was swamp gas. <laughs> Balloons. Yeah. I heard of hexagons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's I when Caleb, you brought up this topic, I did a little digging specifically around what has been going on and what do we know and what's been shared. And all I could find was there was the first Chinese surveillance balloon was the first thing. And then there's been three more things shot down and the U.S. government has been weirdly quiet on it. They just haven't said they're just like, oh, yep, they are literally UFOs. We're not we don't know what they were. They were in our airspace. We just shot them down. One of them was identified as looking rather like a blimp. Okay. But like like Robert said, hexagonal, kind of a strange shape. Huh. But not completely out of the ordinary for a balloon. Okay. And I think I read it. It did look like it was like mylar or some earthly material. Gotcha. The kind of the temper, temperature resistant yep. material that they use. Yeah. The... Uh, like the amount of I'm gonna I'm gonna put air quotes here research you know <laughs> I've done into you know sightings and and stuff like that. There seems to be like an overabundance of balloons in our sky <laughs> that be mis that are misconstrued mm-hmm. as as unidentified aerial phenomena. Well, I mean, it's not being misconstrued as unidentified. It's just not identified. Yeah, I suppose. Or like it's later identified as a balloon of mm-hmm. some sort. Right. It's it seems to be the default scapegoat. Yeah. Right. And and so that that I think is kind of the trap that maybe more conspiracy minded people fall into is that like it generally could always be a balloon, but it just feels too convenient at this point. <laughs> it feels like the go to excuse. Right, because there's not a state fair going on. Why are there balloons in the sky? <laughs> Agreed. When I was digging into this a little bit more, apparently there's something like 50,000 weather balloons released in the U.S. alone every year for surveillance and monitoring of the upper atmosphere. But, like, why those aren't constantly getting shot down when we have four in a week? Because they're registered. Yeah. FAA knows what they are. Yeah. You think they're being tracked? They have to be tracked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even the Chinese balloon was tracked. Right. <laughs> NORAD can track Santa Claus, so like they're definitely tracking <laughs> balloons. Well, and again, I, I a little a little blurb that I was reading up on this last week was that apparently after the first balloon incident over the U.S. with the, the surveillance balloon, NORAD apparently like reconfigured some of their equipment to like s- monitor smaller objects. Mm-hmm. And so that's why suddenly there was like three in a week was that stuff that would have normally just like literally slipped under the radar suddenly was getting tracked and they're like, oh, well, we got to do something about this now. Mm-hmm, yeah. But around the horn, though, is that what we actually think is happening? Well, I mean, I I believe that they reconfigured to better track. Oh, um, yeah. But are they, are they if these are if these are actually balloons, whether they're weather balloons or surveillance balloons or some other kind of balloon, they weren't being tracked. Mm-hmm. And then we saw them. So clearly something has changed. Alien balloons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of like some eccentric millionaire that's just throwing up just <laughs> random balloons. Like literally no motivation other than just to fuck with people. Honestly, I'm confused why the government would care because if they are UFOs, 20 years ago, they probably wouldn't tell anybody. But now yeah. they have this inclination to tell us that they're shooting stuff out of the sky. Hmm. I don't care. Yeah, you know, it does seem convenient that we just uh, launched a new fighter jet. 
And suddenly, hey, there's a bunch of stuff in the sky. What's that about? I didn't didn't know anything about that. Oh, yeah. But the first one, that was like the first thing that this new jet engaged was the first weather balloon. Oh, gotcha. Spy balloon, whatever it was. Gotcha. Not to be a downer, but the conspiracy that I heard that was most prevalent is that like, Robert, to your point, that like, why are we hearing about it is maybe a little bit of a magician distraction. Hey, look over here. While the massive environmental disaster is currently happening in Ohio, that like they're trying to, there might be some deliberate inflation <laughs> of the <laughs> of the attention on these balloons, so that people aren't as concerned as to what is going on in New Palestine. I would think so, but didn't the first one happen before that derailment? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the timeline on yeah. that. Yeah, so, sorry, was it's East Palestine? That I think the East Palestine thing was like February sixth. Mm-hmm. It was it was a while ago now. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was what the UFO stuff was just this week, last week, uh, last so week, last week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was over Super Bowl weekend was when the fourth one was shot down. I think when no one was looking in the sky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Goodyear. Didn't the didn't the Blue Angels like fly over the the dome? Wasn't that yeah. thing like down in Arizona, which probably in the desert is where they would see them anyways, right? <laughs> <laughs> But also, uh, kind of what I thought was interesting, there was another... Do you guys remember... Uh, God, this was like in 2013, I think. The Spiral over Norway. Mm. Well, this is you guys right. remember, do that? You remember that? Uh, yeah. remember that? Tell me more. Yeah. I mean, there was a spiral of light over Norway, and it was blamed on like a malfunctioning missile. Yep. Or something like that. There was another similar spiral over Hawaii this past weekend. Hmm. Um, so it looks similar to me. I don't think they've blamed it on something similar. I think... SpaceX was kind of blamed for this one, oh, like yeah. a satellite, but it looked the same as the spiral over Norway, though. Like, I just find it interesting that like more of this phenomena is is happening in our in our sky. I guess when was the last time we anyone had heard of crop circles happening on their farms either? Well, those were admitted to be a hoax. Really? Yeah, like the people who did the first ones came out and said, hey, we've been doing this for 50 years. Oh, dang it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, I've been found out. <laughs> I hope you did too, listeners. Yeah. In regards to like if it was a missile that created the spiral, I mean, there's more rockets in the air than there's ever been in human history. Yeah. I mean, with, with all the launches that are going on these days. Uh, speaking of, you weren't you, Caleb, one evening succumbed to a SpaceX launch? Did you uh, give, in, give in to the panic? We were, uh, God, I think it was me, your wife, and our friend Danny, who yeah. was on the Buffy episode, witnessed alien invasion <laughs> one night at three in the morning. We were probably half in the bag as well, though. <laughs> yeah, we saw lights in the sky, yeah. and we were convinced we were being visited. You guys actually saw UFOs. We tried to wake you up. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure I had locked you out. <laughs> you had locked us up. And then we just kind of like... Succumb to our fate outside. Yeah, no, I knew they were coming. They had they had t- contacted me. It was my job to make sure you guys were outside when they came. Was it a text message? How was it? Yeah, uh, it, it was direct beaming into my brain. It kind of yeah. it's like telepathy, but not quite the same. It was like uh, cheating at chess, where they probed him and they left the vibrator in there. <laughs> cheating at chess? Oh, you didn't hear about that? What? So good. <laughs> oh my god. My understanding is like. So you can buy remote vibrator toys and a chess grandmaster basically shoved one up his ass and someone in the crowd was like basically using a computer to mock the moves up that we, the, of the, the game that he was playing. Yeah. And then to, they had some code figured out that like buzz so many times to like indicate a move. They were basically giving the computer moves to the player via a vibrator. 
that man seems... people are bored <laughs> <laughs> that seems fun <laughs> it's my kind of chess yeah right <laughs> i'll say my closest encounter to something that seemed a bit out of touch looking in the, into the night sky what's elon musk's collection of drones that goes around and beams internet to everybody starlink starlink i i, I wanted to say uh Skynet, but that's not right. Um, <laughs> not yet. It's not, getting there. It's getting not there. yet. I had seen those drones fly overhead when I was on a campsite, and I did not know what they were. <laughs> and I was convinced for a good 30 seconds of, what on earth am I looking at right now? And then it was explained. That is what we saw. Not yep. SpaceX. That is what we saw. Yeah. yeah. I think it was very that night that you guys saw that, Caleb. The next morning, I think you guys were explaining it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, SpaceX had a launch last night. And like, Craig remo- removed the magic from yep. our lives, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Just like Christmas. Just yeah. like yep. So we kind of came tonight with the idea that everyone was going to have at least a rough idea of a story to share. So I don't know. Did anyone have, have like a particularly good banger to start out on in regards to like a favorite UFO story or abduction story? I literally do have a banger, okay. but yeah. I don't know that it's a good story. Lay it on us. You guys probably heard about this, but I, I thought it would be a good one to bring up because it's a kind of a short story, but an interesting mystery, or at least it was. In 1908, in eastern Siberia, there was found a crop circle, but it wasn't crops, it was trees. Just a round area, miles wide, of trees that had been flattened, all radiating from a central point. Yeah. The Tunguska event was discovered in 1908 in a mystery. A lot of people thought maybe it was an alien landing site. Or an early rocket launch, huge bomb. Nobody really knew what it was for a long time. Nowadays, the consensus is that it was a meteor that exploded above Earth's surface. But nobody knows for sure. There's there's a few witnesses that say they saw an explosion in the sky. But no recordings of it. Nobody, Nobody can verify what they saw. Sure. How surreal do you think it would be to like be walking through some woods and then you come across essentially an edge of the forest and then for miles in front of you is just leveled trees? Mm-hmm. Is that so, what it was? Like it was just miles of leveled trees? I don't know for sure. I can't. I can't yeah. say. A big area. It was it was <laughs> a huge area, though. And, you know, the consensus is it would have leveled a city had it happened over a city. So was there like a, a a crash site for a meteor or was it just the mm-hmm. level link? Yeah, there's no crater, which is part of the mystery. Yeah. But also why it's thought to have exploded in the atmosphere. Very mm. convenient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, is that? Oh, good. And no, no chunks of space rock have been found in the area. <laughs> really? Really? It'd be hard to cover up too, especially in 1908. How would we clear all these trees out yeah. without... Well, I think it happened in a really remote area, didn't it? It was very remote, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
well, and the trees weren't gone. Sure. Like, the trees were just flattened. Right. Like, but how a, do we, you know, cut down 300, 400 trees in mm-hmm. 1908 and no one knows this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it was Siberia. True. <laughs> I think you could have. True. <laughs> but also, you know, it wasn't clean cuts. They were, mm-hmm. they had been pushed by some great force. So, like, are meteors known to do that? Do you, like, to explode within the air as opposed to, like, landing on the ground? Yeah, it's... Yeah. That's the definition of a meteoroid. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the the definitions between the different types, but essentially, because when a when a rock enters the atmosphere, the friction of the air heats it up, and then based on what's inside of it, either it could be ice that melts and then gets superheated and then explodes, or it could be some other materials within the the object that explode under high heat. Scientifically possible. I don't actually know how like well documented they are. This is the science corner with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> very, I don't know if I'd say that. Very vague interpretations. Um, but to my earlier point, it does seem like a very convenient excuse for what could be an alien encounter. Well, could be, but nobody encountered the aliens. Mm. They took them. Uh, yeah. They're, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. There are three unconfirmed deaths in the, in the incident. Yeah. How are they unconfirmed? Like what's? Well, like nobody what's... knows that they were killed by that. They're oh, just okay. they're missing people. Oh, okay, weird. Like in in the same time range, like yeah. around that. Interesting. Yeah, in that area. And again, the people who say they saw the fireball say that they saw three people that were incinerated by it. Oh, jeez. Now I just imagine the Martian heat ray from <laughs> War of the Worlds. <laughs> I I joke about like ah exactly the cover up that. That it would be aliens. But that is, I'm leaning into the thing about UFOs that I hate the most is that, like, you can make anything up. Like, you can take, <laughs> you can take the physical evidence and you can take the, the anecdotal eyewitness accounts and you can mold that into whatever story you want it to be. And so that's, that's where I really struggle sometimes with, like, in believing in genuine extraterrestrial incidents. Yeah, but what about a po- perfectly reasonable scientific explanation? Why are we immediately jumping to aliens? Like hmm. my story, with there being multiple reports in World War One and World War Two where dogfighters are just doing their thing up in the sky and mysterious balls of light are able to keep up and overtake their aircraft. And the size would depend from two foot in diameter to four or five foot in diameter. And these unexplained balls of light that could overtake a fighter jet at the time. Hmm. And I think it was commonly explained away with the fact that it could be just ball lightning existing, which is a very rare property when it comes to lightning. And with it being a rare property, why would it be happening all the time? Yeah, you know, over a war that lasts four, five, six years, it could happen. Well, when you were looking into this, was there like focused occurrences where it happened like many times in a short period of time? No. Okay. Hmm. Was it concentrated in an area? Or was Europe. it kind of, Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Europe. No. <laughs> uh, no, no location data based. Huh. I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, that there was this mystery in World War II because even then, you know, aviation, especially aerial warfare, was still fairly new on the scene. So probably these guys were up there. Maybe they had flown a crop duster before, but they couldn't have had much experience flying before the war started. Don't you like see spots if you pull too many G's? 
You could, but how many G's are you pulling back in the 40s? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, they, I don't think they even really had jets at the time, no. so they were these were prop planes, you know. <laughs> there was no G's. Well, but, <laughs> I don't know if you if you sped up going down and then made a b- sharp bank. I don't know. I'm no aerophysicist. Or... I don't think those would follow you though. The spots? Yeah. I mean, it's well, it'd be in your vision. Well, right, but I mean, like, if you if you see spots because of blood draining from your brain or whatever you'll see a spot and yeah it'll follow you but like it's not gonna continuously follow you through the air yeah maybe they're looking at the sun so much because they're so high up their (laughs) vision and then they have that weird part of your eye that you're looking at the sun so mystery solved it sounds like (laughs) i mean as as with any ufo sighting it could be easily explained by using some type of science you choose to believe or do you choose to understand i choose to believe and we are being studied, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leap on that a little bit, though. Like, what makes us so goddamn interesting? Why? I don't know why so many people would be abducted to be studied. Like, They're not aliens. They're future humans coming back in time to perform archaeology on us. <laughs> anthropology. And the anthropology, yeah. But even then, wouldn't you only need, like, a couple? <laughs> like... That's that's something I also don't really get with the prevalence of alien abduction or encounter or individuals. Yeah, wh- why would aliens or time travelers or whatever you use to rationalize it, why would they need so many people? Well, like, a couple from the 40s is going to be different from a couple from the 2000s. Yeah, also every time they come back and study someone, they change the timeline and forget <laughs> they came back to study someone. Exactly. <laughs> kind of leap off of uh robert's uh point of with the with the airplane stuff you know again oh, there's a lot of reports of like dog fights happening you know one of the more uh, famous ones that i was reading about was the o'gorman dog fight up in uh, north dakota which is cylindrical object flying around air force airspace or whatever send send the guy up and you know, there was a literal dog fight over the skies of fargo i think or something like that but they're actually shooting at it yeah hmm. Whoa. and you know, they didn't bring it down, but the investigation afterwards confirmed, like, oh, it was a weather balloon, you know, going back to our, going back to our investigation. Uh, or, uh, of course yeah. it was. Exactly. Uh, but no wonder they needed that new chat. <laughs> <laughs> this goes all the way back then, guys, weather balloons. But his statement was, like, this thing moved like it was thinking. That in his head, you know, he was yeah. up in the sky. Mm-hmm. This thing was moving around like it was thinking. So he he was not convinced by the investigators and stuff like that. Part of me thinks, you know, you're up there, you're moving fast. What what are you seeing? It's probably easy to get misconstrued, especially. Right. And, you know, frequently they're moving so fast that when they engage a target, they can't even see it yet. They're relying entirely on instrumentation. So if there is a blip on the radar that's not a thing... You know they're they're going to believe that there's something there because their instruments are telling them that there is, but they can't. They can never confirm what they you know they never see anything. Mm. Well, and also like how much self doubt do you think you'd have like in that moment? Am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing? Yeah. Like just how much you would be questioning yourself before you even are willing to say like over the radio like um guys there's something <laughs> up here. <laughs> I I uh, I actually got into an argument about this once online. Oh yeah, because the guy was saying yeah. If, you know, these are trained fighter pilots, and if they're saying they see this, like, why would they make it up? You know, my argument for that is, well, they're not necessarily making anything up. Their training is to report what they see. Yeah. And 
when you listen to the unclassified reports, they never, you know, confirm what it is. They just say, oh, I see a uh, cylindrical object. It looks like it's about 12 feet long, maybe four feet wide, range 45,000 feet, you know, whatever. And it's it's literally just what do you see yeah, and, and not what do you think it is? What are you going to do about it? And those kind of encounters, I've listened and watched some of the some of the recordings of those encounters and and i i can rationalize or maybe explain away some of the stationary objects Mm -hmm. but it's when you listen to the videos or the audio clips when they're like that thing is moving faster than anything i've ever seen before like that those are the ones that really get me because there was in the pentagon report that was released earlier this year one of those videos is like they the the pilots at the time you can hear them talking like they assume they're like really small drones, mm-hmm. like they're crazy fast, but like they're just they're moving at insane speeds compared to the standard tech that we're used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that those those are the ones that I have a harder time explaining away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is actually happening here? Yeah. Well, like also like you know, I've I've been I've been making play that I believe, and I, I'm skeptical. I'll be honest with you. Just because we don't understand what we're seeing doesn't mean like there isn't technology out there mm-hmm. being created by somebody. Right. I mean, no, Caleb, my worldview is completely dictated by what I understand. <laughs> and there's nothing that exists outside that. that. That's how I, as an American, have been told to operate. <laughs> and just never believe in this mysterious place called Area 51. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, they have you believing in Area 51 while distracting you from Area 52. <laughs> right. Well, 60 of my best friends on the internet went to Area 51. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did that work? I think they just stood at the guard and was like, flipped them off. And was basically, <laughs> like, we're, we're not going to do anything. You literally have a gun in your hands, but like. Peak Reddit. Yeah. They just went there. Peak 2020 <laughs> yeah. is what it was. I, yeah. I think the best thing that came out of that whole event is there's a news reporter like talking about it. And you see one of the guys Naruto run behind him. Like that, that was, that was the extent of the, the break in at Area 51. Yeah. Did any of you guys actually plan to go to that? Were you guys like, let's do this? <laughs> no. Well, so I did think like, I kind of want to go see what happens. Like, okay. Th- this will be a fun time, but yeah. I never made any, never made any serious plans to go. I mean, the logic behind it kind of works, right? Like they can't stop they, they all can't of us. Kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> I firmly believe that was Rob Naruto running. <laughs> He's, I I think if there was something secret in Area Fifty One, they would just blow the site. <laughs> yeah, I think there probably was at some point. Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's declassified now that they were testing the. Um, the Blackbird? B-52, I think. Oh. That sounds right. What, the Flying Wing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the bomber. Yeah. And that was, you know, in the 70s, there was a, uh, a rash of unidentified triangular vessels seen in the sky, and they later turned out to be this bomber. Well, and to go off of that point, who's to say none of the stuff we're seeing is that they're just not declassified yet. So, mm-hmm. like, it's just stuff that hasn't that they can't declassify yet. It's a weather balloon. You know? I mean, yeah. they're, weather, they're all weather balloons. <laughs> they're all weather balloons. Well, like all even, weather balloons are classified. <laughs> and from what I understand, this, the stuff that they've shot down is like, oh, we can't recover the wreckage due to this, that, or the other. Well, some of it has been recovered. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but it's been shot down. So it's yeah. like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you can't really confirm 
conclusively. My counter to that would be you should be able to confirm if it is a weather balloon or not. Well, the thing is you can't confirm if it's a weather balloon or a spy balloon okay. or some other type of balloon. <laughs> but it is a damn balloon. We know that. <laughs> some of them. Yeah. Uh, there was the one that was shot down over Alaska, I think. It was shot down over the sea. So they haven't recovered it yet because that's mm. hard to do. Um, I think there was one that was shot down over Yukon Territory that is super remote, yeah. hard to get to in the winter. What I did think was very funny was the Chinese balloon was shot down. And initially the U.S. said, like, we don't care. We're not going to recover it. Then they did. And then China was like, hey, we want that back. <laughs> and <laughs> Shouldn't then, have sent it over yeah, here. Yeah, right? theme of weather balloons though the, the one of the stories that i found really engaging was also a world war ii story the battle for la i don't know if any of you remember this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I i just think it's fascinating that it was so well documented like yes something did happen and then because it was wartime the government like didn't say anything about what happened but so the whole story is the united states had just entered into the war with japan for world war ii and everyone was on high alert for an invasion from the Pacific. And so in L.A., one night, I can't remember the exact date, something had been spotted on radar, like approaching L.A. And so L.A. went into a blackout so that enemy bombers couldn't see their targets. And then they spotlit whatever this object was in the sky with multiple lights. And then they just unloaded anti-air barrage cannons like for an hour at whatever this thing was in the sky. And supposedly, many, many eyewitness individuals claim balloon shape, mm -hmm. if it was a dirigible or an actual weather balloon or whatever. But yeah, so something was shot down in the night over L.A. in the dark that all the people of L.A. could see. And then there was mass hysteria about what it actually was. There were theories about like, oh, it was Japanese paratroopers and we're now being invaded or it was a whole wing of bombers and they, they bombed certain targets off, off the coast. But I just I thought it was very interesting that even though it was wartime, and I get that they that secrecy needed to be maintained, that there was there was no reassurance, and they actually apparently censored some reporters from reporting on it, which just which in my mind just essentially sensationalized it and made it worse than it would have been if they just said like yeah it was a balloon. Probably just embarrassed that they shot down one of their own balloons. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> which happens more often than not. It seems like. But okay. I what I found. Again, also very interesting about this one uniquely, though, is that, like, there was ground fire. Like, if you were in the area, if you were a <laughs> civilian in this metro area, like, I don't know what the, the millimeter on flak cannons are. They're but, big. But they're big, and they make a big boom, and they mm. make a big boom in the air when they explode. And so to hear shelling, like, outside your city for an hour, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Oh, no, but, shelling in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably was a bit of a thing back then. Maybe not now. No. <laughs> and L.A. was never the same again. No. 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 I meant to ask, what happened with the uh, with the object over Fargo? It was never found. 
He ended so up like, losing how, it. How did, so oh, they just lost track yeah. of it? Yeah. Imagine how crappy that guy feels like <laughs> being outrun by something and then everyone says it's a balloon. <laughs> and that, I would stick to my guns too. It had a mind of its yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, we, we, it's really just embarrassed pilots sensationalizing <laughs> shit so they look better. <laughs> it's not my fault. I promise, guys. It was cylindrical. It was not a balloon. <laughs> it was so fast. <laughs> it was so fast. There was no exhaust ports. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, again, we're on the topic of balloons, and I think one of the uh, things I read about Roswell, who knows, everybody knows Roswell, you yeah. know, the whole thing. It, it, it turned out to be a balloon, it was, or so. It was Bender. It was ben, was it Bender? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one of the things I read semi-recently a few years ago was, like, they actually confirmed that it was an alien, like, the first day after it happened. Like, there was a newspaper that says the government confirms shot down an alien. Or like a, a confirmed extraterrestrial or something like that, mm-hmm. but then it came out like two days later. Oh, never mind. It was a it was a weather balloon. Like there's an actual newspaper hmm. that says that. Mm-hmm. Did the newspaper actually like cite a government official? Yeah. Or source. Interesting. Well, did they say alien or did they, they say UFO? They think they said UFO. They didn't say alien. I, that's me sensationalizing yeah. things. <laughs> I'm I'm hyperbole guy. <laughs> but never let a, the truth get in the way of a good story. Never. <laughs> well, so. Typically, uh, maybe this is a show of American bravado, things that are shot down over the U.S. are unidentified. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you identify yourself, then they let you fly. And this just turned out to be a balloon. It was just as of yet unidentified. All right, Dot, I hadn't connected, but this was, what, a month ago when the FAA shut down all air traffic across the country for a tech, like, computer Mm -hmm. glitch? What the hell was going on then? What? You didn't hear about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, man. That definitely happened, like, what, Christmas time-ish, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, like, right before Christmas. Or right after. Yeah. There was a, there was a tech, quote-unquote, technical glitch with the FAA, like, flight control software that is used across the nation. And so they had to, like, ground everything for 12 hours. There were no commercial flights in the U.S. for 12 hours. So... Is there like a conspiracy about it? Like, I mean, what? I'm making one right I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to make a conspiracy theory about that when it's well documented that all all um, aviation companies use incredibly outdated software. Really? Oh yeah, like they're all running Windows 95. Shut the fuck up. Really? Really? Sure, Mister Former Military Man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've seen the FBI building in D.C. It's falling apart. I wouldn't imagine <laughs> stuff inside is doing the same. So, am I sitting around the table with skeptics? I believe in the gigantic universe that we are in. We cannot be the only ones. That's no. I don't believe that. There's got to be something up there. I don't know why they're bothering with us, <laughs> but there's there's more out there. Are they visiting us? Briefly. Not in the way that we seem to rationalize it, where there's a metal cylinder in the sky. I bet if they are coming by, they're coming by... In the blink of an eye, and we'll never see them. 
So you think we're ships in the night just passing by? Yep. I choose to believe that we have been visited by other extraterrestrial aliens, but they have their own prime directive. And so we can't be, you know, they can't interfere with our natural progression. That, I, that's complete bullshit, by the way. I don't actually think that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, with, I'm kind of with Robert here. I believe that there, it, there's no way in the vastness of the universe that there isn't extraterrestrial life out there. Although I don't necessarily believe that it's ever been here. For one thing, it seems incredibly unlikely that our planet would be interesting from a huge distance. I mean, until super recently, there wasn't even any evidence of intelligent life on this planet. Uh, and even now, that that radio wave evidence has not made it very far. Yeah. And even then, it's just I Love Lucy reruns. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and the signal is so weak. <laughs> uh, the signal is so weak that it's almost completely drowned out by the sun's uh, electromagnetic fields mm. and i i'm in the same boat as these other two guys how about you caleb uh, i'm i like to believe that maybe we're visited on an anthropological scale because mm. like we study things that probably wouldn't be as interesting like we look at insects and stuff like that in a in a studious manner why wouldn't we be studied in a similar manner i don't think there's as a exciting sort of prospect of people being abducted. I, I don't think abductions are happening. I think that would be a little... I was going to say, why are they so studiously analyzing our buttholes? <laughs> that mean, is mine's fascinating, but no one's asked <laughs> to get up in there yet. First of all, that is the biggest point of entry for yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> Everybody's a big asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. So we finally in agreement then? Uh, no, Caleb, Caleb was a... Has a slightly different. I have opinion. a bit more fantastical yeah, opinion. Sure. Yeah. But like 50%. But 50%. Okay. But uh, like from the O'Gorman dogfight, and there was two other events that happened in 1948 that similar year, something in Kentucky and there was something uh, on an airfield in Virginia. You know, they started Project Blue Book. The Air Force started taking that stuff a little bit more seriously and started investigating. That went on for about 20 years. And. Over all the cases they investigated, it was like 12,000 or something cases. They were able to explain away the vast majority. You know, it was meteors. It was gas. It was, mm -hmm. it was this, that, or the other. But I think over the 12,000 cases, there was 700 of them that they couldn't put a natural sort of explanation to. And I think that's fascinating. Like, yeah, you can think all you want about all these things, but there's still a small, mm -hmm. minuscule contingent. Well, and I think that's why I tend to believe the government when they say it was a weather balloon or it was swamp gas or this, that or the other, because there are cases where they say, yeah, we don't know what that was. It's mm. unidentified. And doesn't necessarily mean the yeah. <laughs> vampire aliens. <laughs> oh no. They've come to suck your anus. <laughs> oh, no. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> And in that vein, I'm I'm trying to find it on my phone quick, but I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be getting another like conglomerate UFO report sometime this year. I think over the summer um, out of the Pentagon, but I can't recall what group is doing it. You know, it is interesting in recent years that there was, I think in 2017, there was a big UFO declassification event 
And around that same time, the Pope said that it is not against Christian belief to believe in aliens. Because that's what I needed. That's the last thing I needed. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you needed um, the Pope's blessing? Yes, I did. Make well, sure that he, I'm, he's okay with me looking up at the stars. I'm okay. Cool. All, all I'm saying is for like 1,500 years, the Pope was pretty much the ruler of the world or the largest portion of the world. So if anyone would know, it would be the Vatican. <laughs> In that vein, I'm going to pose a massive hypothetical to you guys. So take, take, a, take a pill of suspension of disbelief with me, and let's just assume for a moment that alien life, yes, it does exist, and yes, it has visited Earth in some form and capacity. No, I won't believe that. No, <laughs> play in the space with me, Rob! <laughs> Yes, play, I will get played. Come, come play with my toys. <laughs> I am putting back on you the energy you put out into the world. There is no wonder. There's no suppose. Assume for a moment that aliens exist. They visited and certain entities on Earth, human entities, know of their existence but are hiding them. Do you guys think that humanity as a whole would be ready for that information? Assume that they've been keeping it secret to protect the human psyche as a whole. And do you guys think we're ready to, to know that there, there's life outside, intelligent life outside this planet? I think it would be difficult, but I think yes. I think so. I think humanity is ready and I think yeah. we would be able to handle it. You don't, you don't think there'd be a collective like breakdown of, cause a lot of human history is really self-centered. <laughs> I believe in that self-centered because people are shallow. They only care about themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, that dang it, what's the movie that just happened that the whole meteorite about the hit the don't earth? Don't look up. Yeah, don't look up. So I've seen Don't Look Up, and people get the information of, hey, there's something out there that's going to ruin us, and no one gives a flying crap. Mm. So I think if we get told that, yeah, there's other life out there, I think people are going to care about it for about 12 hours and then find something else to care about. The new TikTok. Exactly. Like, yeah. Huh. I don't think it would affect humanity in any meaningful way although uh, there is a chance that it would unite us like never before because now all the racist assholes will have something else to hate yeah true xenophobia <laughs> <laughs> well so i i, I want to touch on what you just said robert this idea that like it'll people will be interested for a little bit and then like forget and move on or or be bored by it like i'm assuming like intelligent life like something that we could potentially communicate with has visited and people have known about there is a, another group to interact with. You still think like people would just move on with their lives? I think so. I think at the point where I and you made that with the intelligent part of well, what can we do about it, right? I think now that you're saying that it's intelligent life talking back, okay, only like the governments and upstanding higher up people are going to be making these talks. Hopefully, not Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, I think to the common man, the four of us sitting in this room, I think okay, well, there's intelligent life out there. Not a whole lot I can do about it. Huh. I hope the people that represent me don't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah it's like that quote from uh, Song of Fire and Ice. The common people don't wish for your health. The common people wish for strong children and a bountiful harvest. Sure. <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's aliens. It doesn't matter if they're here already. I just have to get through the day. Huh. It's not my problem until it affects me directly. Interesting. Is the well, general and, and even mindset. then. I think if aliens showed up and there was 
a worldwide effort of like integration and having aliens live among us. Mm. I mean, yeah, that would cause some strife, right? But I think sooner than would be expected, it would just be a normal part of life. Hmm. Do you not believe that? What do you believe? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I. I would, I do think that it wouldn't be like that. I, you know, if there was intelligent life out there that we, that we discovered was real and had been here, I had, like, I think that would just shake people's worldviews, like, so fundamentally that it would cause a bigger rift than that. But, I mean, I, I'm no psychologist, so I don't know. But I've, I'm envisioning what you're saying, Rob, is essentially like District 9. Like, they're here and then they get, basically thrown into a social class and people move on with their lives <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah okay maybe, maybe hopefully not as bad as <laughs> yeah. Nine, but yeah i mean that's that's how i see it like there would it would just be the normal mm-hmm. case again yeah and i don't know i just i think because it's, it's really it's a religious thing like that for so much of human history mm-hmm. it has been we are the only ones we are the chosen few we're the only ones that exist in the universe and the universe is here for us that like I don't have that view by any means, but oh, I think man. enough people have that view that it would really what, fuck with them. What would the religious conspiracy theory be? How? Oh, they're they're like, demons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Pope didn't you say the Pope just said, or didn't you say the Pope just said that it's it's fine? Yeah, but the Pope has also said some pretty incendiary things, like uh, being gay is all right. And Christians <laughs> don't believe that. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, in regards to your your point of view on it, I'm reminded of like and a, a quote from Torchwood, where uh, one of they're recruiting this guy, and he's talking about how the thing that that strikes him so much about like the appearance of alien life on Earth was the suicides, and how the religious people are viewing it as like a, a loss like science has won or something like that. And I mm. thought that was striking. No. Yeah. Um, and I could see that happening too. Yeah. I mean, there was surely be some, but on the note of recruiting, it made me think of ghostbusters when they bring in Eddie and they ask him <laughs> if he believe, if he believes in ghost schools, <laughs> goblins, or if there's a paycheck in it, I'll believe whatever you want. <laughs> That's, I think that would be most people like yeah. there are aliens now. Okay. <laughs> Where's my paycheck? <laughs> Fair enough. Do I have to cover this on insurance? No. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Did you just call him Eddie? Was that his name? Winston Zedmore. Winston. Oh, why did Eddie? He gets so much strife to begin with, right? <laughs> Making it harder. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for indulging me on in that question. I just, yeah. I don't know that. That's something I've, I whether or not aliens exist, I, I, I like to think more on that kind of question. Like, what would happen if they do? I, I appreciate you guys' responses. I appreciate you guys indulging me in this stupid, stupid topic. No. Hey, it struck my fancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Robert is wearing the coolest topical-themed sweater. It's space. Deep space. Yeah, my last-minute addition to the podcast, I ensured that my wife was like, get me my space hoodie. Yeah. I need it for this <laughs> Dressed appropriately. <laughs> yes. Give me my space hoodie. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> well, as always, if you have any comments or conversation you want to add to what you just heard have you seen anything in yeah. the sky oh my gosh if anyone has yeah first person experience like oh please write in That'd quite seriously incredible. if you've been abducted yeah <laughs> well come talk to us 
Uh, if you've been abducted, you may be entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> <laughs> it is your money, and you need it now. <laughs> yeah. But you can reach out to us at strikesarefancy at gmail.com. And I'm going to plug it again. If you have anything you want to add verbally to this conversation, you can check down in the details of this episode. There's a link. You can go to Anchor, sign up, and you can send us one-minute voice clips, and we'll respond to your thoughts. Also, Strikes Our Fancy Instagram. Yeah. Just at Strikes Our Fancy, right? It's just at Strikes Our Fancy. And thank you, Robert, as always, for joining us to have this conversation. We always really appreciate it. Happy to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're always a joy to have these conversations with. And thank you for being so flexible last minute. (laughs) Always. You can't force me to be here. I will be. All right. (laughs) Ready to talk about anything. Absolutely. Nice. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining me. I have been proudly probed Caleb. (laughs) I have been rectally wrecked, Craig. (laughs) I'm welcoming our new overlords, Rob. And I am Robert. I must go. My people need me.